Joining us today on Dialogos Radio is uh, Ani Vasiliu, a social psychologist, and Mary Christianou, an environmentalist, who will be talking to us today about the latest developments in Skouries, in a gold mine in Skouries, uh, in Halkidiki, Greece. Uh, Ani and Mary, welcome to our broadcast, and let's begin by giving an introduction to this issue to our listeners. Some of our listeners might not be too familiar with what has been going on in uh, Skouries, so let's start with an introduction production and a bit of a background about uh, what has been happening. Hello, it's good to be with you. I'm Annie and it's good to put a context to all this. This issue around mining and especially gold mining in northern Greece is not new to the region. It's an issue that goes back at least two decades when another gold mining project was attempted in the area. What's being proposed now and what separates us from yesterday is the current socioeconomic climate in which uh, total exploitation of all resources uh, we feel is being rammed down our throat as Greek and European citizens. So this is a huge, huge scale mining project that has been proposed in Chalkidiki and gold mining has never occurred in Greece before. That's important to note. And the company behind this mining project is from Canada. It's Eldorado Gold. And the Greek government has been uh, promoting this as uh, a sort of foreign investment in, a, in the country that is desperately needed uh, during this time of uh, economic crisis. What can you say about this company, Eldorado Gold, and its activities in Halkidiki? Uh, I guess we have to define what is an investment. With this project, almost nothing is staying in, in the country. They bought the land and the royalties for 11 million euros, which was nothing. And the, the Greek state hasn't any royalties on the production of the metals or the export or anything. So the incomes we're expecting from this is coming just for employees' taxes. I mean, it's not that we as a country are exploiting the, the natural resources and we, we get the profit. So almost nothing is staying in the country and the rest is for the profit of El Dorado Gold. And he mentioned the fact that the mining rights were transferred uh, to Eldorado Gold by the Greek government for about 11 million euros. The value of the gold that is said to be in the mine is said to be worth many times that amount. Is that correct? Uh, around 15.5 billion euros, the estimated uh, value of the minerals in Halkiliki. And in addition to Eldorado Gold, there is a minority stake in this company that is owned by Yorgos Bobolas, who is a major media and construction and business mogul in Greece. How has this minority ownership on the part of uh, Mr. Bobolas influenced the media coverage that this issue has received in Greece? I don't think we would be the first to speak about a seemingly Greek triangle of power where political power and media power and business power are, how to say this, like adjoining containers. Many media are owned by people who also have vested interests in projects going ahead. So it's not very surprising that the viewpoint that's often presented is not the viewpoint of anyone else but the vested interest. Now, we mentioned, of course, the transfer that took place from the Greek government to Eldorado Gold for this uh, very small amount of money uh, compared to uh, the gold that is contained within the mine. In addition to this transfer, however, what has the economic impact of uh, these mining activities been on the uh, local community in uh, Skouries and the surrounding region? 
Well, speaking of Scurries, it's a name that now is, is probably in many households, but Scurries is actually a site within, it's a forest site within a whole mountain range. It's not a village. There are many villages and towns very close to this forest. But the site is called Scurries, and this is the site, the very center of this proposed open pit gold mine, gold and copper mine. The proposed project is being prepared right now. It has not started yet. But in the region of northeastern Khalkidiki, where we have had mining activities on a very different, smaller scale level, although they have been smaller scale, there has been already a lot of damage not only to the economic situation of the region in terms of other activities not being able to go ahead, but also environmental. There has been a huge environmental cost. Eldorado Gold bought out a company named European Goldfields in February of 2012. It was actually European Goldfields, along with Actor, Mr. Bobola's company, who bought the rights from the Greek government. And you mentioned this uh, environmental impact as well. If I'm not mistaken, the mine is located in a region that has an old-growth forest. Yes, northeastern Halkidiki is actually about 98% forest-covered. This is this mountain range called Kakavos, in which Skuries is situated, is actually the largest aquifer of the region of Halkidiki. So there's a threat not just to the uh, forest in the region, but also to the region's water supply as well. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> because they, they have to pump out the water from the construction site, the open pit place. I mean, this is just an example. And imagine they are going to pump 480 cubic meters per hour of water in order to dry out the area and be able to, to continue digging. And this will be just wasted. Now, what is the response of both the Greek government and also the uh, local authorities uh, regarding all of these issues, the uh, concerns regarding the economic impact and also the environmental impact? The Greek government has been trying to push through in this economic situation large investments. This is not the first one going through, but it is the first one in terms of mining activities. They call it an investment very important for the total Greek economy in, in the situation we are in right now. So we have a government who is actually, these are the words of the prime minister, hoping, that, willing to make this investment come true at any cost. These are actually his words, at any cost. The local municipal government at the moment is also very much in favor of this project going forward. So much so that we have experienced our mayor as a mayor of the company, representing the company, giving no mind to what the population have to say, giving mind only to or listening to only the employees' side of the story and not the rest of the local population. And you're alluding to a divide that also seems to exist. On the one hand, you have the uh, employees who will be working in this mine who seem to be in favor, of course, of this activity because they have jobs there. On the other hand, there's the other members of the community who have these concerns about the adverse economic impact, who have concerns about the environmental impact. So overall, how would you gauge 
public opinion in the region with regards to uh, these mining activities? Public opinion right now, based on scientific research and scientific opinion, is very much wary of the large scale of this project, is very much opposed, especially to the way this project is has been moving forward. There is a large number of people, not only local, but around the country, who are very aware of the dangers of pushing forward such a large project at any cost, who are questioning what the cost will be of this project. Now, this is where movements and organizations uh, such as yours uh, come into the picture. Share a few words about uh, what uh, your organization is uh, doing in response to uh, these mining activities. Well, we are citizens who are active in different kinds of local associations, parents' associations and cultural associations and professional associations. And we, as concerned citizens, we have asked universities such as the Salonikis Aristotle University, the environmental department there, and various other universities such as the Agricultural University or the Technical Chamber to read the environmental impact study, which was a huge study, and to give us their opinions about what this project would mean for the region. Now, this took some time, as you can understand, and it, it took some time for us to become informed. In the meantime, there was no public consultation from the part of the government or the part of the company, which was then European Goldfields. So people started to organize meetings to become informed about the project. And as we became informed, the economic climate became even worse. And it became clear at some point that although promised public consultation, it would never come. And so there, we had to find some way in order to, first of all, come together as groups of people, which we did. And this is the coordinating we, we have something we call a coordinating committee of associations. Ours is called of Stagira Akanthos, which was one of the three municipalities that existed before the new municipality of Aristotle was constituted. And so what we have done is at first we, we gathered all the information. We had meetings with scientists and scientific bodies. We attended events that they organized in order to become informed. And slowly a huge opposition to this was formed. And we began to try to voice our opinion, experiencing the silence of the media that we described before. And we started to protest. We started to make our position clear that this is not acceptable to continue as it was going to continue. And you mentioned this uh, effort to reach out to the university community. What has the response been from the part of Aristotle University and any other institutions that you've reached out to? The response uh, of the institutions, first of all, was very, it was welcomed. As citizens, we were welcomed to the universities and university professors gave their time freely in order to be able to help us to have an expert opinion. Now, in recent weeks and months, a number of protests have been organized in opposition to the uh, mining activities. Protests have been held both in the local community, but also in cities such as Thessaloniki and Athens. And some of these protests have drawn a rather large amount of people, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yes, they have drawn large amounts of people, not only regionally, but also in big cities, as you mentioned. In Thessaloniki, uh, it is claimed that more than 15,000 people attended the protest. And in Athens recently, it was between four and 5,000 citizens there. Now, the response to some of these protests, particularly to the protests that have taken place in the local community, has been rather heavy-handed on the part of the authorities, particularly the police. It's been reported, for instance, that uh, there has been heavy use of tear gas in many instances to disperse the protesters, and that this tear gas has even impacted, uh, for instance, school children, as well as uh, leading to the hospitalization of a 10-month-old infant. What can you say about these incidents? It was not the first time that the, the event you are talking about, uh, it was one in a series of many, but I think it was the most ruthless one because it was within the village and they didn't care about being beside the school, they didn't care about being in the middle of the day and people all had their babies in their houses or in <coughs> the schools. It lasted a long, long time. There was many, many, many throws of uh, tear gas. and I don't know, it felt like a military invasion in the village and they didn't really have any excuse because officially they said they wanted to do some house searches but uh, people here have been through this process for weeks and they never caused the slightest problem to the authorities to detain people and to search the houses so this was not really an excuse there was no history of violence from the people here to excuse this kind of operation from the police. We can see that uh, we've seen a vicious attempt to penalize a social struggle, actually. A whole society has been called on to offer witness. We haven't been arrested or charged, we've just been terrorized. More than 150 men and women, and even youth, have undergone detentions for many hours, intimidating interrogations, illegal and often by force gathering of DNA samples. And you actually did lead to my next question, because there have been many reports that people have been detained and forced to provide uh, DNA samples. And a lot of this has been said to have happened in response to an incident of arson at the mining site. What can you say about this incident that took place? We cannot say anything about this incident. We know what the press knows actually about this incident. We know what we have been shown on television because the mountain is fenced off by security forces. We know the videos that probably many people have seen. We know that machinery was destroyed because that's what the police tell us. That's what we know about this attack. What we do know is what we have experienced a month after. We can say that a month after this violent attack, we have been in a state of violation which we have never ever experienced before. This is part of the reason why support is so great at the moment outside the region. It's shocking. And you mentioned, of course, the incident where uh, police entered, uh, I believe it was the village of uh, Ierisos, and uh, indiscriminately uh, tear-gassed uh, the population and uh, the village. There were even reports that police actually entered an elementary school. Has this been confirmed? Yes, there are videos showing the police getting into the high school area and there are videos showing the tear gases in into the schoolyard. <clears throat> and of course there are a lot of witnesses from within the school reporting uh, all these incidences and students fainting and having breathing problems and being in a 
in a state of shock. There, there were teachers inside and the police denied the entrance of, of a doctor and after a lot of pressure from the local people, backed up a few meters just to, to open the, the gate and the doctor to be able to get in and give the first aid to the students. And then we had to negotiate for a long time for them to allow the buses to get in and evacuate the building. I don't know, it felt like they were punishing us for something that we didn't do and they found the, the excuse to hit on the people's movement because few machinery <coughs> was destroyed by some unknown people. In light of all of these incidents and in light of the plans to move forward with the mining operations, what are you planning to do as a citizens committee in the future to uh, continue to show your opposition to these mining activities? Well, part of what we plan to do is what we are doing right now. We will not stop speaking about things that concern our lives, things that concern our land base, the way we are living and our right to be able to decide in a process that is democratic about our rights. So we are not prepared to give up either our human rights or our right to protest against something that is totally unacceptable in any way you look at it from an environmental point of view, from an economic point of view, or from a social point of view. So we will keep our struggle going, protesting and making it clear that this is just not acceptable. And I believe that you have a website where news and updates are being published even in English. Could you share the address for the website for our listeners? Yes, it's it's quite easy to remember if you remember that we are sending out an SOS. So the first three letters are SOS and the region's name, Khalkidiki, H-A-L-K-I-D-I-K-I, Sos Khalkidiki, and it's on WordPress. So it's soskalkidiki.wordpress.com. So soshalkidiki.wordpress.com for our listeners that want to find out more about the citizens' movement against the uh, mining activities that in the region of Halkidiki. Ani and Mary, thank you very much for taking the time to join us and to speak to us today on the Alagos Radio. No, well, thank, you. thank you for hearing our voice.